Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart with the New Jersey shirt on, the man himself. Home field. Home field apparel's own. Rutgers, what's up, Joe DeLeon? I'm I'm just so jazzed up. I got this new shirt, man. That I I am, and I I have to be very clear here. I know it sounds like we're really trying to like push them because they're one of our new sponsors. I, well, I gotta be are. honest, this, <laughs> I mean, we are we are we are. But this is probably the most excited I've ever been about having a sponsor because the the stuff that they make is awesome. Like this is the the designs are cool. The quality is good. It's not like I'm just buying like a cheap gildan t-shirt that's got a screen print on it like these are like really nice good t-shirts i i don't know i'm in a good mood i got my new stuff i'm happy <laughs> would um would tony soprano wear home filled apparel that's what we that's what people I think wanted. he would i think he would too i think he would too all right we do got a lot to get into today joe it is <clears throat> in my professional opinion the biggest college football week of the year let's now, we're going to talk Georgia, Missouri. We're going to talk LSU and Alabama here tonight. Mm-hmm. But let, let me read this slate to you very quickly. As our one of our new listeners was on the show last night, Paper Pop. Um, but Kansas State and Texas, I'm going to tell you, I might pick an upset here early 11 a.m. Just I might. Yeah. We'll see. AM and Ole Miss. Notre Dame and Clemson, which that game does not have the luster. I don't know. I know. We should, I think we should preview that one. We, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, we might have to go tomorrow, too. Like, I mean, we, we got a lot we got to talk about. Who, who knows what's in mm-hmm. store for R&J this week? Uh, we talked Georgia, Missouri. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Did you know that in this rivalry, you would have to go back to the mid-30s that Oklahoma State has beat Oklahoma in Bedlam back-to-back years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I think Oklahoma is going to be poised for a little bit of a comeback this week. Oklahoma State, I don't believe, is ranked. They should be ranked. That, that's the mullet. That they're not. It's the mullet. I keep telling you, every year people want to doubt the mullet. And every they should be year, over USC, huh? They should be over USC. Oklahoma State should be ranked over USC. Uh that is easily can be debatable. But the sense of the the matter of the fact that that's even can, even can be debatable is a little bit shocking. A uh, Washington, and you speaking of USC, Washington and USC boat race. Okay. A lot of points are going to be scored in that game. I'm taking the yep. over. UCLA and Arizona as well face off. I am picking an upset again. I am on the Jeff Fish train. Give me the Wildcats. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I, I'm going to make a decision on where I'm exactly going later on in the week. But I don't know, dude. I think UCLA has been kind of cooking the past couple of weeks very Damn. quietly. 
yeah, they had their really good. And what people don't think of Chip Kelly these days, they are very physical. You know, when yes. he was at Oregon, they were very finesse. But now at UCLA, they are a very, very physical football team. But the two games that we have here tonight, LSU versus Alabama, you know I'm jazzed up, baby. You know I'm jazzed up. It's Bama week. This is going to be a long week having to hear hear you just nonstop talk about this. It's going to be an oh, even longer week. I go. <laughs> it's going to be an even longer week if LSU beats Alabama. I got to admit. Month. I, long month. No. I got to admit. Actually, that's to be fair. You're right. Last year, it was a whole month that you kept talking about that game. Won't Can't stop. Won't stop. I'm leaning LSU right now. I don't think it's a heavy oh. lean, but I'm leaning LSU, which is probably a bad thing. Probably I'm going to need you thing. to pick Bama. I'm going to need you to go ahead and pick Bama. Ah, logic dictates I can't do that. <sighs> okay, well, we'll talk about it. I need, I need you to pick Bama so it makes me feel better. And then you can come into the show and be like, told you so And if they lost. And then I can come I in here in all celebration mode if they win. I don't want to vindicate Alabama fans as we've found out this entire season. You're just holding on to. I'm not holding on to a grudge or anything. I'm not. There's no grudge. I don't read any of the comments, so I don't know what they're saying about me. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, don't go in the comments, especially when you talked about Michigan. Do not go in those comments, buddy. Yeah, I don't. don't, I'm not worried about it. But what I'm (laughs) look, I just I get it. I respect Nick Saban's legacy. I respect how good Alabama's been over the past decade. Plus. But this isn't their year. It's it's not. And it's frustrating to hear them being talked up as if they're going to win another national championship. I just what if they don't do? See what if it. they do beat LSU? If they beat LSU, they're going to Atlanta. If they beat LSU, it is going to be more telling of deficiencies with LSU than it is strengths for Alabama. And I know that's going to piss Alabama fans off, but that is the reality for me. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. But also that game could potentially um, be for the West, even though Ole Miss is still out there. We'll talk a little bit of Ole Miss here tonight in our top 10, which will be at the end of these two games. Georgia and Mizzou face off in Athens this week. It is going to be a great day for CBS. i tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got the, the killer slate this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, that Georgia-Mizzou game. I, I think on paper we could sit here and make the argument that this could be close, but I think when we read between the lines and pay attention to what happened the past couple of weeks, might not, might, this might get ugly. There's a possibility for that. There is one area that I do think that there is a path for them to keep it close. Here, mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and give one of them. Georgia is tied for 77th in the country and getting sacks, okay? Missouri's in the top 10 and not allowing them. Yeah. If they do give, which I don't think that they can because Georgia does have dudes all over the place, okay? I'm not saying that Georgia's not going to come in here and wreck shop. But, but if they can hold on just a little bit, and give Cook a little bit of time with these receivers. If you give him time, these receivers will get open. DBs can over, only cover for so long. That's I fair. do think that is one place. When you're tied for 77, Joe, they are ranked in the top 15 in every statistical category, meaning Georgia, offense and defensively. The only one that they are not 
that I, at least the ones that I follow, is sacks in games. It's tied for 77th. That's not great. No, that it's not it, great at all. It, it's not, and I have to say that those Missouri numbers, Javon Foster, Connor Tolleson have been great this year, but they might be a little fugues, the those numbers, because like who, what defensive lines have have they really been tested by? And we saw what happened when LSU got after him in the second half of that game. I mean, that might be more reflective of what happens for, for Georgia. Very true. One thing that I, I do notice, we'll talk about that. People are sleeping on how good Missouri's run defense has been. Okay. Yes. Yep. They have been very good. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll give our top 10 uh, here tonight. Uh, so we'll probably be yelling at one another by the end of the show. My heart rate will be skyrocketed. It is Bama week from an LSU fan, but let's take the bias out of it. Let's talk about this game. It's going to be really fun. So, Joe, we have no time to waste. Paper pop. No time to waste. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. But first, guys, do us a favor. Hit the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups on fa- or Facebook groups on Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. So many of you are not subscribing. Joe, we're closing up on the 3K 25, mark. 25 is right around the corner. We're probably going to oh, 2,500 tomorrow. Okay. 2,500 by tomorrow, coming up on 3K. So if you haven't subscribed, do go ahead and do that for us if you do not mind. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. Let's talk about our good friends at BetOnline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We talk about LSU, Bama, next. Next. I'm froze over here. Hit the BetOnline. Hit the the BetOnline. It's not working. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Pause. Hear me out. So, LSU and Alabama kick it off this weekend live, 645 CBS. It has been one of the bigger games in college football over the last 15 years, this specific game, since Nick Saban came back to the ranks of college football, taking over Alabama, facing his old team, the team that he took to the national title in 2003 in LSU. But, Joe, I got to I gotta admit something. So today, in my preparation for more for Alabama, mm-hmm. I went and watched the Texas versus Alabama game. Jermaine Burton had two touchdowns that were called back in that game. When you're able to take a step back, okay, from like live reaction, oh my God, Texas upsets Alabama. Man, that game might not have been, should have been as close as some, some people were thinking. Two penalties get called Two Jermaine Burton touchdowns back 
the truth is, which were kind of ticky-tacky, I do think that Texas maybe should have lost that game by 10. I digress with that because here is LSU and Bama staying with that thought process. Look, Joe, we were talking about this off air about Georgia Tech of all teams. Teams and people and players are allowed to get better throughout the year. That's what I think Alabama did. It's also what I think LSU has done defensively, even though they got some players out in that secondary. It's going to be a massive thing with the dudes that they do have out in that secondary. But I think this is a collision course for who wins it in the West. You've got the number one offense in the country, statistically, total offense in the country, first team in the country on third down, first in first downs uh, uh, allowed or not allowed, first in first downs obtained this year. LSU offensively is number one in every offensive statistical category. Defensively, they stink. Something's going to have to give because a lot of people think Alabama offensively stinks, even though I do not agree wholly with that, that they do. I think that they've gotten better since that Texas game that we just talked about. This is a collision course. Two really, really, really good head coaches tee off. LSU beat Bama in overtime last year. How do you see this one going? Look, I agree with you. I think a lot of teams are allowed to improve throughout the season, but I, I think that our judgment is a little bit clouded when with talking about Alabama, where I don't think that they've necessarily improved as the season has gone on. I think that we feel that they're better than they actually are because they've taken advantage of some advantageous matchups and some overrated teams that they have beaten. I have come to the point where I think that that old Miss win does look good, but the rest of the victories that they've pulled out are against lopsided teams with deficiencies that they effectively attack them. Look, for me, what is so critically important that in any football game and with any football team, if your offensive line is weak, that is going to catch up to you at some point. And they have skated by and they've gotten through the slate of games that they've had without any major issues, but they still remain at the 126th spot in the country in sacks allowed. And sure, we can point out that, you know, or you could try to claim that some of those sacks came early on in the season. They have not, they still haven't been great. They have not been good. And they're going up against a quality LSU defensive line just as Harold Perkins is starting to hit his stride. I would be very worried. We saw last year what happened when that defensive line got after Alabama. And I think that could very well happen again in this game. The other reason why I heavily lean LSU, actually, I won't say heavily, sorry, why I (laughs) lean LSU, I got ahead of myself there. Part of the other reason why I lean LSU, when you have a team that can score as quickly as LSU can, when you've got all those receiving options and Jane Daniels has a little bit of time to throw, you can score in three, four plays. If they get two quick touchdowns, one quick touchdown, Alabama can't keep up with that. Alabama doesn't have the offensive production to keep up with that. They just don't. They are, I understand, can hit some big shots, but they are not built to score quickly when they need to. I don't disagree that LSU offensively is, the, in my opinion, they're the best offense in the country. Now, people say that I'm biased in saying that, but I literally have every statistical category that I can back up in saying that I think that they are. 
the problem I have with that, Joe, is I think that they're facing a really good defense. I think they're really face uh, they're facing a really good secondary. I do think that LSU and Brian Kelly are going to come out with some different things, such as I think you do see Malik Neighbors in the slot more. I think that you might see a guy like Kyron Lacey that is their third wide receiver that nobody is talking about. He has had some crucial drops. Obviously, the biggest one coming against Florida State, where if he can, if LSU converts there, they might be able to hang into that game. But for me, I get what you're saying about them offensively. All right, meaning Bama, but LSU has some guys out in the secondary that I think can be a very big time mismatch for Alabama to exploit. I fully, and I mean fully, expect. Alabama to come out of this gate, come out of the gate attacking the boundary corners. Denver yeah. Harris is out. Deuce Chestnut is out. They had an injury to their best corner and Zy Alexander. Now they're down to freshmen. Okay. Very talented freshmen. I will give you that. LSU had an amazing uh, recruiting class last year. On the other side of that boundary is a converted safety that has come into a boundary corner. I know that Jalen Milrow isn't the best at lighting dudes up through the air and he can throw deep shots, okay? But if he can hit some, like if he can go 60% in some of the intermediate stuff that he throws, LSU could be in trouble and they could be in that shootout. I do think that Alabama can get to 30 points on this LSU defense because of the deficiencies. Makai Wingo, their best interior defensive lineman, some believe, is out in this game, even though... Jordan Jefferson, the backup, has been playing better than him. Mm -hmm. This is the ultimate Heisman game for Jaden Daniels. Now, I know that you've laughed. I know that you've scoffed. And you've kind of been joking with this, okay, just so LSU fans don't pile on to you here. Yep. You've been pretty much joking with that all year. Jaden Daniels is the star. He is the key. He's going to have to go off. Alabama defensively has had issues, Joe Milton, two weeks ago with quarterbacks that are able to take off, and he can easily do that. But thing, history scares me here. Saban does not lose to people back-to-back -back times. This, this is also for the West for them. Like, they are also competing for the West. I, I see this as a three-point game. I, I think it's going to be the closest hard-hitting game that we've seen in a long time. I think LSU's offensive line is built to push around a little bit. That Bama D-line, I, I really do believe that LSU has the best offensive line in the SEC. They are pushing dudes around. They, I think they're 17th in the country in rush yards a game. That's with the number one passing offense in the country, too. Mm -hmm. If they're able to come out of the gate swinging and scoring, you would feel a lot better in this game, in my opinion. Right, I think you know you're talking about Jane Daniels being important for this game. I, I I kind of push back a little bit on that, and the only reason why is that we already know who Jane Daniels is. You know, we we know that he is going to step up and make plays for his team, and he did it against LSU, he did it against Missouri, and he has somehow gotten better on a week to week basis against quality opponents. He will be tested, having to try and complete passes against Terry and Arnold and Cooley McKinstry, who have been the best corner duo in the country thus far. But for me, I am so hyper-focused on the line of scrimmage. I am so hyper-focused on, as you just talked about, LSU, Will Campbell, that whole group, yeah, how they Emory perform. Jones Emory Jones being back is important. 
having to how they perform against Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. How do they step up to the occasion? You're not going to play a perfect game, but can you at least slow them down a little bit to give Jaden time to operate? Does Jaden protect himself effectively? Does he not leave himself open to some big hits? Because that could be really, really big in this game. And then on the flip side of things, as I just talked about a second ago, can Alabama's offensive line play their best game this so far this season? This is the best defensive front Except besides Tennessee that they have faced so far this year. They weren't perfectly clean against Tennessee. I think you mean, that, what about AM? Oh, I completely forgot about AM. It's still when they have played those opponents, when they have faced off with those opponents, statistically, it doesn't look like they got dominated by those defensive fronts, but there were some pretty bad plays throughout those games. There were some pretty big hits that came through on Jalen Milrow throughout those games. They have to play a cleaner football game if they want to win. And on top of that, does Jalen Milrow, can he get cooking in that intermediate passing tree? Can he start to get completions near the, the first down marker? Can he hit those throws, or are they going to rely so heavily on the deep ball? There is a really good chance, I think, that this game plays out like the Texas game did, where they started to get cooking, they hit the ball over the top a few times with their fast, deep threat receivers, and then Alabama just could not catch up because they were trying to play a game that they're not good at. They were trying to throw the ball way more than they're capably able to do, and they were chasing. LSU is in Nick a position do that again. to do that. Does Nick, does Nick subject himself to doing that? Because it's not just Jalen Milrow that I think has gotten better over the last couple of weeks. I think Tommy Reese has gotten more comfortable in his role. Like, he he has called he has the games. Yeah. And, but here's the thing for me. And to your point, you're talking what you're basically what you're mentioning is can Alabama sustain drives and put and get the ball down the field effectively enough and be balanced and, and be balanced and stay with LSU. It's an interesting point that you bring up because here's something interesting. First down offense, meaning how many first downs are you getting on a regular basis? Alabama is 97th in the country at obtaining first downs offensively. That is almost just a hair bit better. Okay, like five first downs better than South Carolina, who's at 99, and Auburn, that's at 100. So what does that tell me? They're not able to sustain drive, at least to no. this point, they have not been able to sustain drives successfully. I think they got bailed out at AM. Okay. I really do believe Jimbo bailed they them out did. on the road. But after they blocked that field goal, they have been a different team. They have been very physical, special. They've tackled well. They've been more disciplined. I do I do agree that they are a little bit chaotic offensively that if you take their deep ball game away what Texas did in the second half okay to some extent outside the first Burton bomb okay? yeah but here's the thing though Joe they had two touchdowns in that game against Bur against Texas that sh that got called back that shouldn't have been right like Alabama had two touchdowns, the one that got tipped up, Burton catches it in the end zone, the long Burton touchdown. They set a snap infraction. They allow Burton in the play to completely continue. 
Burton scores, all right, okay. they even call it a touchdown. I do think that if you're LSU, though, and you look at this game, Joe, how are we a thousand percent sure that LSU that is going to have to start three freshmen, one of the three freshmen on the other boundary corner, which Jermaine Burton will be lined up against? Mm -hmm. Are you a thousand percent sure that they can stop Jermaine Burton from hit, getting big time catches and receptions and yak and touchdowns against him? Mm -hmm. That is the biggest question because we have not seen the three freshmen on the outside. We just haven't. Well, let me. I mean, let me put this out there to you. I, I don't think you should go out of your way to try and stop that. It, it's it, it's been a bait and switch. And I, I I look, I have said this. I have given Tommy Reese credit for actually calling some really good games and producing a scheme that is very unique to their play style and that there's not a lot of the other teams in the country doing this right now, which is grinding the ball out on the ground and then hitting you over the top because they know that they can't complete short passes. They know that they can't complete intermediate passes. They're going to try and attack you on those 10 plus yard route concepts. I would argue what we saw, what happened with the Alabama Texas game, they locked down the line of scrimmage. They got after Jalen Milrow. They were aggressive with their defensive line. They pressured him and they could not pick up any yards on the ground. I forget what the rushing total that they allowed was, but it was pretty bad. But they did score some touchdowns on some of those deep throws and pick up some big gains on those deep throws. And you even mentioned the ones that were called back. They were able to get that stuff, but they weren't able to win the game because they can't connect on that every single drive. They're, they're not going to. It's unsustainable. It is a part of the game that you statistically cannot, cannot convert that way on every single drive. I think that they just need to hyper-focus on the line of scrimmage and slowing down their rushing attack and just let them play desperately like they did against Texas. I do think that you got to find a way to make Milro beat you from the pocket. Yes, and that's what Texas did. And if you're like, there's a team to, gonna, that right, is built to do that, it's them. Right. Well, and what happened? I mean, look, I know Harold Perkins doesn't always line up on this side. He usually comes from the end face or the strong side. They're going to have to find a way to get him on Proctor and let him work because speed kills, and you're going to have to find a way to get to number four and contain him. Now, right. here's what here's what I also think, okay, before we, we move on here. Okay. I'm not a 1,000% sure that they're not going to use Milrow a little bit more with his legs. I well, they've progressively do, been doing that more, yeah. Correct. They're going to do everything that they can. Another thing, with that being said, I think Jaden's got to use more of his legs. I think J I think James got to be careful. He can't do the sure. shit that he did against Ole Miss, where he got blown the hell up. Like he, can't. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. He can't do that. But at the same time, okay, I'm not going to fault him for taking a big hit when he accumulated 550 yard, to total yards and five touchdowns. Well, it's not a matter about faulting <laughs> him if he if he gets hurt. I, I get know? it. But, he, but, we, but here's another. But here's the thing with that. We've been saying that for two years. Hell, we've been saying it for three years, even when he was at Arizona State, and he keeps getting up. I, I mean, he that's, got yeah, that's mauled. He, he got absolutely mauled by Georgia a year ago yeah. and threw for 200 yards in the first half. But like, I, would, I would argue, though, medically, getting hit this much, eventually that's going to catch up to I you. I don't think – but I don't – sure, yeah. long run. 
But yeah. in this game, he's got to go all out like he did a year ago. Now, I'm not saying don't be smart, okay? Don't get what, don't confuse by what I'm saying. Yeah, he's got to get yeah. smart and get down. I'm not saying that yeah, he's got to try yeah. to run people over, okay? But he killed him a year ago with his legs. I think he's got to do it again this year. And I think this is the ultimate Heisman uh, moment for for JD five. Um, uh, you're giving LSU's D line a little too much credit. I digress. You think I'm? I, I mean, talent wise, I think that they're really good. Sure, I think talent that, wise, but I don't know if they're going to be schemed up the right way to be able to get after him. Fair. They haven't. They weren't great at the beginning of the season. I think that the yep. Missouri performance is a little bit more reflective of what they can be if they play that way. Great. It's ball game. I, I look. I'm going to add this final piece to this, and I'm sure that this will piss people off. I feel like the only reason, the only reason why we're giving Alabama as much credit as they are, and why people are going to pick Alabama this week, and why this game is going to be talked up to be close. And you even That's said this. It, it's because of Nick Saban, because what? this game is at home. If this was played in the Mercedes Benz Dome in in Atlanta, I, I don't think we'd be having the same conversation. I don't think, and if Nick Saban, okay, then I won't say that part. That would be a really stupid thing to say. I was going to say if Nick Saban wasn't the coach, obviously that's important. I just think that we hold these intangibles way too closely in a game like this. When for me, if we compare the strengths and the weaknesses of both rosters, LSU is far more favorable for this type of a football game when we look at these two teams. I do think you make an interesting point, and you need to leave this in the in the video that you clip. I do think from an LSU perspective that we have not seen in the past. I am not saying Brian Kelly equals Nick Saban, but no. Brian Kelly is not. But from an in-game coaching, they are pretty much – I mean, Brian Kelly is not a dummy. No, he doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. He He's doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. So, I'm with you. All right. Georgia and Missouri in Athens this week. One game we just got done talking about LSU and Alabama. This one's for the East. Georgia and Mizzou. You brought up something earlier, Joe, in the beginning of the show that I thought was very interesting. You said, yeah, maybe on paper this game looks a lot closer than we think. But you think that the dogs, as they like to bark at people, are going to roll Mizzou this week. Hell yes. Hell okay. yes. Look, look, Missouri has been really fun to watch. I am a huge Luther Burden fan, but I, I think that their schedule thus far, it's pretty noticeable to realize that nobody has really moved them up in the top 25. Their resume so far this season, it, it's kind of mid. Their best performances have come against average to slightly above average teams. They have not faced anything like this. And Georgia is freaking rolling. I'm going to say that every goddamn week that they are rolling and that they are on an absolute mission to just pummel everything in front of them. This is just another bump in the road, man. This is just another bump in the road for them until they get on to that, until they get to the SEC championship game. I can't go there. Now, do, do I, I – I'm not going to discredit Missouri as bad as you are. Let me let me just say that. I don't think that it's just as easy as you line up and you beat the dog shit out of them, puns intended. Mm -hmm. Do I think that Georgia could, could potentially steamroll them? Yes. I also think that this game could get close, okay, because I don't think people are 
giving Drinkwitz in this offense enough credit. They are really good offensively. They're top 30 in total offense. When you look at them, they don't give up a lot of sacks. Their passing offense is top 20 in the country. They're at 17. Their rush offense, where it has not been fantastic, it's 73rd total, but that's a little bit – that's a little bit skewed because of the yards per carry that they're getting are pretty freaking high. It should not be 73rd. It's They go by, obviously, total yards and total carries and stuff like that on yards per carry, but they're not doing that for total rush offense. They're, they should not be 75. They can do some good things. The thing that I don't think people are giving uh, Missouri enough credit for, they're a top 25 rush defense. They have been. There were times in that LSU game early in that game that they were stopping them running the football. It took Jane Daniels going completely nuclear in the second half and that defense actually stepping up. They only gave up 14 points in that second half, and mm. they were able to come out with the win there. Connor uh, threw two interceptions, one pick six that sealed the deal for LSU. I'm not saying that this game is going to be close. I do think Missouri can keep it close. Hell, Joe, we saw it a year ago, okay? We literally saw this script a year ago. I do think that that motivates Georgia. Yes. But here's the biggest pet – not pet peeve. Here's the biggest misconception when it comes to games like that. Everybody always says, oh, well, a team like Georgia, they're going to be back out for revenge. Everybody said that they almost lost to them last year. You're right. That's true. Missouri also got their first taste of blood that they can potentially knock off a big boy. They almost did it to what – let's call it what it is. Oh, statistically, over the last 20 years, LSU in the SEC has been a big boy. They thought that they could do that. I say all that to say I still think – I still see Georgia winning by 14 here. But I do think that that's closer than some people think that it would be. Yeah, I'm not – I'm not saying that this is going to be a one uh, or like a four score game or something crazy like that. I think that 14 to 17 points is going to be the final outcome. But you brought up last year how we saw what happened last year when these two teams played. I actually think this game is not really comparable to the Missouri uh, Georgia game last year because this Missouri roster is completely different. It, it is a completely different team. And Georgia very clearly early on in the season was overlooking oh, Georgia. <laughs> a, a very beatable, that's true, a very, very beatable opponent. And we know that Georgia has this horrible tendency to playing down to weak opponents on their schedule. I compare this more to the Tennessee game last year where they at home were facing off with a team that everybody was hyping up. Nobody was talking about them. Everybody was talking about Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. Oh, look how explosive and fun they are. This is Josh Heupel's year. And they were pissed off as all hell at home. Wait, I, I forget if that was at home. Yeah, or it, not, was at, it was at Georgia. Yep. They were all pissed off and they smoked them. And I know that Tennessee kind of came back a little bit, but they were pissed off. And the touchdown game, it was lopsided for a period of time, though. And that game was but much more. They the ball down a touchdown, did they not? It was more lopsided than anybody anticipated, <laughs> is what is, I'm trying to get at. This Missouri team is not as good as that Tennessee team last year. I am hyper-focused on one thing. When teams have meltdowns in parts of games, that to me is the the true identity of a team. And the way that they melted down at the end of that um, Missouri-LSU game is concerning for me. 
that to me is more reflective of when they get their back up against the wall. How do they perform? Brady Cook played horribly. He he played his worst series of the season, those few series that he turned the ball over. And it was very apparent that when he's pressured, when his guys are covered for extended periods of time, he can't make the right decisions. He's not a guy that is going to exceed unless things are flowing and are open for him. Luther Burden is hard to cover. I get that. But they have not faced a secondary this good, and that defensive line eventually will hit home. They got to be really careful here, man, because Georgia could eat if they make mistakes like they did against LSU. The problem that I'm having right now is I can't disagree with you. Like, there's no real counter argument that I can have. That's a first on this show. No, it's not. Um, here is one thing that I don't. I I do want to bring up. I brought it up earlier. Wait, wait, also, also Georgia Tennessee last year was twenty-seven to thirteen. I, I thought okay. that that game was a little more lot lopsided than it was. Okay, sorry. Continue. Okay, fourteen points. Okay, okay. So I was so like just, we're predicting. So like we're predicting. Pretty much like we're predicting. Yeah. 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 True. One thing that I do think that you said that I do want to see Georgia get better at. It's the only area of. I'm going to use this in all quotations, weakness. They are 77th in the country in getting to the quarterback in sacks. Joe, they're they're top 10 in every statistical category that matters. They're first in the country on third down defense. Yep. They're third in the country in third down offense. They're eighth in the country in total defense. They're fourth in the country in total offense. At some point, we got to look at Georgia and say to ourselves, Hey man, I know that everybody keeps saying that they, you know, keeps talking about them offensively. Joe, they're top five. They're a top five offense in the country. So what what, what are we talking about here? It's because of the Auburn game. That that's why. Because they looked bad against Auburn. Okay, name a team not named Michigan uh-huh. that has not had a close game this year. I'm old enough to remember when Florida State almost got knocked off by Boston College. Right? We have a right. top three. I'm also old enough to remember. I'm not saying Notre Dame is a bad team. Don't, don't, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, they're, no, they're, but stay with me here. They are a fourth and what, 17 uh, conversion away from getting beat by Notre Dame. Ohio State yes. is. Okay. Yeah. There have been a lot of teams that have had close games. And rivalry games in college football, anything goes. Anything can happen. Literally, anything can happen. <sighs> I, Joe, I, I don't I, I don't know that Georgia doesn't come out here and roll. I, 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 the Bell kid, I still think, like the fade route, I'm so impressed by that kid because he runs a fade route. He lines up in the backfield. He's like the Georgia version of Debo Samuel. I was just about to say that. You know, like, yeah. I mean, you can put him in. I, I'm I'm waiting for them to put him in as, as a wildcat and let him run the wildcat. Maybe let him throw a pass or two. Hell, who knows? He's been doing everything else. I just want to give Missouri the respect that they are deserved. I do think that they are lethal enough offensively to get some scores in here. Look, if Joe Milton, okay, if Joe Milton – can do some things offensively and not against Georgia. It's not what I'm saying, but Cook can. These receivers are not bad. Like, Joe, it's one thing to cover cover Luther Burden. They got two other dudes that can eat yeah. now. Yep. It's not just a one-man show up there in Como. So 
I do think the dogs win. I just I around the 14, 17 point range that you but I still think that that's closer than some people. Like George, Missouri's only lost one game this year. Like people are disrespecting them. That's a great season for Drinkwitz. By the way, right, right. Were, a lot of people were saying that he was on the high board. They were saying he's yeah. fired, and now all well, of a sudden he's second in the East. Right. That needs to be brought up, and I, I think that what I want to what what you just said there, I think needs definitely needs to be brought up of like. Some people are disrespecting Missouri. I'm not disrespecting Missouri. I think that Missouri is in a really good position this year to finish the season with three losses. They are going to be able to finish the season with a really good record because they have so many good things. But they are facing Thanos. Then this is you, you're not going to win a one on one with Thanos. You gotta man. Stop saying that Thanos lost. Thanos in the end of it. Right, well, let's forget that first. Yeah, but because everyone had the band together to beat him, and it took literally going back in time. <laughs> to, they had to. They had to to completely man, manipulate reality in order to beat him. So what I'm trying We're to get at here, manipulating reality with superhero movies. Yes, what I'm trying uh, okay. to get at here is this is just. It is too grand of a task of for them to be. Let, now, let me just very quickly, got like two minutes. What happens if Mizzou does the unthinkable and wins? Then what? The, for me, Georgia probably drops back to like five or maybe even less. I would, oh man, that's hard. They would, I wouldn't move them any further back than five. I can't say for certain where I would move them back to. Oh, Joe, um, you'd have to put Missouri above them. Uh, that is true. My battery, I'm having a battery issue by the way, my camera. It's, uh, you might want to send us to the home field read. I'm sorry. My point is though, I would move up Mizzou into the top 10. You'd have to put them in the top five. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a massive, massive leap. All right. Let's talk about our good friends over at home field apparel. Joe and I will come back and we will talk about our top 10. We will do some more arguing. We will do some more yelling. We haven't really done that today. It's been pretty calm. But let's talk about our good friends over at Homefield. We'll be right back. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt, premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan. Maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan. Whatever it is, even Idaho, they have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. All right. I just will say this. Joe, I've had more coaches in the SEC. Okay. Text me this week and say that they have watched the video that I posted about okay. an LSU fan stuck his finger in my booty. Okay. If I knew, talking about rallying people together, 
I, I can't believe that I had, dude. Oh we my god, we have like forty-five SEC coaches that follow us on AYS. Okay, mm-hmm. I might have gotten half of them to text me that from Twitter. I, I, it's unbelievable. I can't even. I laugh every time that that happens. But yeah, because we all, anyone who's played the game and been around the game, we all think that way. my booty. I don't we all have the same sense of humor. <laughs> all right, let's get into the top ten. Joe DeLeon with the outright stupidest top ten I have ever seen in my life. This idiot <laughs> has Air Force in his top ten. This has got to be the biggest troll I've ever seen. I mean, they belong like they belong in the over Alabama. You are an idiot. Okay, that's not actually my top ten. This is my real top ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this, when you had Air Force there, and I saw Air Force, <laughs> I, I was uh, like, what is he doing? So and he did have, for everybody on the podcast, he did have yeah. Air Force at number eight. All right. So here is his real, real top one. ten. Well, read it off for us, Joe. Who do you have in your top ten? Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Washington. Six, Oregon. Seven, Texas. Eight, Alabama. Nine, Old Miss. Ten, Oklahoma. You thought you were going to slip that one past by me with the Air Force. I, I, no, I, no, really no, I didn't think I was going to slip it past you. I knew you were going to realize it immediately. I just wanted to. Because the bit has been on the show that I was going to find ways to keep Alabama out of it. <laughs> and I, I can't do that anymore. Um, but then I thought of the argument. Maybe maybe Air Force belongs in there. So, so look, you, you know where I'm going. I, I, I want to spend less than 30 seconds on this. I just can't put Washington in the top five anymore because, Joe, like Oklahoma, okay, and it's why Oklahoma mm-hmm. – I, I really debated not having Oklahoma in my top ten. I know that they beat Texas, and that's fine and dandy. Joe, they lost to Kansas, and they're a two-point conversion away against UCF from losing. Right, like they've had back-to-back really, really bad weeks defensively. Yeah. Really bad weeks defensively. With all that being said, man, I just can't have Washington in my top five. I don't care that teams have a loss next to their name. It doesn't bother me if you play a good opponent and lose. I just – I think they are so fraudulent, but I know that you're going to push back, which it is what it is. Okay, well, let's. I I will see if we can try not to get into a debate right here. Look, I think that the head-to-head stuff is important. When there are losses, when teams have losses, it kind of goes out the window. We can reshuffle as I did with Oklahoma and Texas. But when we have a team that is undefeated and that they have been offensively as explosive as they have been in most of their games, their ceiling is that of a top-five team. There are very few teams in the country that are up to that level of ceiling. And I don't think any of the, the other teams in the top 10 are as offensively explosive as they are for how quickly they can score. I think the results, as I said at the end of last show, I think the results of the last two games have been them just playing shit football and dicking around. Good teams find ways to win when they're playing bad. They have played poorly. That is not reflective of how they're actually capable of playing. And it sounds like I'm making an excuse for them. You I, yeah, I am, I am making an excuse for them. But I think when it comes down to it, when they play these big games, like when they play against USC this weekend, they will find a way to win. 
I'm just not I'm not gonna respond to it because we'll just get in another debate. Yeah. And I I I look, they're gonna lose. And I think that they have potentially I, potentially, I think they're going to lose one in the. They could you lose one in the regular season because you can't play that sloppy all the rest of the year and not slip up and get beat. There's going to be a team out there that knocks you, knocks your. Nah, I'm not going to say that, but they're going to punch you in the mouth, and you are not going to know how to respond. We'll see. Here's my right. top ten, Joe. Uh, number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. I am really close to taking Michigan out of my top ten. I mean, not top ten. My top three. I just think Florida State or and Ohio State both deserve to be ahead of them. But the eye test for me just I, – I, I can't do it right now. Texas at number five. Alabama at number six. Number seven, Washington. Number eight, Oregon. Number nine, Ole Miss, who cracks into the top ten for me. And then number ten, Oklahoma. Wait, can you wait, wait? I need to pull that up one more second. So, okay, you know exactly where I'm going to go. We have the same problem with both of our our top tens every single time that we do this every single week. I cannot justify Alabama being there at number six. Sure, we disagree about Alabama being ahead of Washington. I'm not going to go down that route. But Alabama cannot be ahead of Oregon. Oregon is without a doubt. Forget the loss for a second. The most balanced team in the country right now. I think that they are so balanced. They would be undefeated if it wasn't for bad in-game coaching decisions. They are on firing on all cylinders. Even in that loss, they played really freaking well. I just don't, I can't hold that against them. I can't. The only reason why they're further back is because they lost a game. That's the only reason why they deserve to be ahead of Alabama. You know why I have it there? Why? Because they almost got beat by Texas Tech too, and you don't you don't allow for an Alabama to almost or get in a dog fight with a team like A and M, but you'll allow Oregon to get in a fight with Texas Tech. But that's that hasn't been my argument. My argument has been is that Alabama's deficiencies have been glaring and they've been very bad. Their offensive line has led to backbreaking sacks. The interceptions by Jalen Milrow have been terrible. Their offense, when it is bad, is horrifically bad. Oregon's game against Texas Tech was the second game of the season, and since then they have completely picked up and they have not looked back. I, I keep seeing the same problems on a weekly basis, even when they win. And this is part of my whole debate with Alabama when we did the preview, is that I think our perception of them is it's shrouded by Nick Saban and him being the head coach that we are forgetting because they're winning that they have these big, huge problems. But they are winning. Okay, what are they? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say it. If they lose to LSU, what happens? I don't want to do that. I don't want to waste your time with that. But, yes, they have won because they're beating teams and that I don't do, think are as they, good as they look. To the other part of that, Joe, but if they do beat LSU, okay, if they do, they're going to Atlanta. And they're going to play for the SEC championship game. And I will also tell you this. I didn't say this in the Georgia segment. I'll say it here. There's going to be a time where Georgia loses in the in that regular season or they lose in the – I don't SEC. agree with that part. Joe, everybody loses in the regular season. There's a reason that USC's streak came to a halt. Why? Because the – Amazing There's a players reason that Alabama calling. has lost games in the regular season. Why? It you, it is <laughs> it is very difficult 
to win constantly and go undefeated in back-to-back years in the regular season. It just is. It is, but they have every advent advantage for them to go undefeated again because they're playing Tennessee sure, the, on a down year. And their best team that they're playing the rest of the season is Missouri. And we just talked about how they're going to beat them by 14. Sure, but the likely Joe, it would be almost unprecedented for them to go undefeated in the regular season of the SEC back-to-back years. Well, precedents can be broken. Sure, it can be, but I just think I think Bama defensively. Okay, so here's the thing with Oregon and Alabama, where I will admit Oregon de- offensively is really good. Okay, they hadn't seen a defense like Bama's. They haven't. I don't they know. I, they want have they? Tell me, tell me the team. And you know what else? You say, well, what about Nick Saban? Yeah, let's talk about Nick Saban. And let's talk about Dan Lanning. I love Dan Lanning to death. But we can't compare the two. We we can't compare the two of them because one of them has been coaching for decades and the other one has been a head coach for two years. It's about when they would play. Our top 10 is more of a power ranking on a neutral field. Okay. So it's not really a top 10. We should probably put this in our. As a power ranking show. Yeah, okay? actually, that's a that's a good point. We should All actually right. rephrase that. This as a power is ranking. not a rankings for us. This is more of a power ranking. Okay, on a neutral field, Bama would be favored by three and a half over over Oregon. I don't agree with that. I I just feel like we we are green. But this is what I'm this is what I'm saying though. This is what I'm I'm trying to 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 get at is that their offense does. Sorry, let me rephrase. Their defense does not make up for how bad their offense is. It, it it does not. It has helped them win games when their offense has made some terrible mistakes. But when they've actually ha- are in a situation where they can be tested by an actually good team, I don't think that they're capable of coming out victorious. Oregon is better than Alabama is. Name yes, Alabama is winning. Win Utah last year. Utah won the conference last year and they beat Utah. Sure, that's it. They beat Washington because, because if Nick Saban were to go year. on to beat LSU, it's better than, in my opinion. Wait, wait, no. that's also not fair to do because Dan Lanning's been coaching for a year and a half, and that's the point. You can't do you. You're trying to take Saban off the board. You can't do that. I'm not taking him off the board. I'm just trying to point out that we're over. We're giving him. We're giving him way too Don't much say slack. It. Don't. We're giving him way too much slack. Who? Saban. We're giving away too much slack. The game. They have taken advantage of if multiple Alabama teams was being star- overrated. If they beat Texas A and M, we thought they were somebody. Hold on. If Alabama was a wing, ta- a wing T pass away at Stanford from losing, what would you have done? Wait, sorry. Say that again. I'm. Just, I got distracted. If Alabama was a wing T double pass away from losing to Stanford on the road, what would you do? I I would I would point out their flaws. Uh, okay. Do the same to Washington. Here's we're not talking thing. about Washington right now. We're Hold talking on. about the, okay. I know. Hold on. If Alabama were to go on the road against Texas Tech and have to, and had the same performance that Oregon did, what would you do? I, you're, I not, you're not creating them. E- you're not creating them equally. You're looking at it as 
oh, all the everything that goes on in Bama, you got to take the bias out of everything else that happened if, and look okay. at it here. Re removing the bias in all seriousness, yes, we're doing a power ranking, and a lot of the power ranking comes into play is the eye test, what we're visually seeing. And I see more well-rounded teams in that top 10. Yes, I'm a little bullish on Washington, and I'm trying to project heavily there on how I think they're going to play in the final weeks of the season. And it's a little bit of a risky move. But I've seen enough of Alabama to know that they have got holes. They have serious, serious holes on that roster. Like glory? All right, that's good note to end the show. <laughs> uh all right, what else you got for me? Well, what? Well, let me look at yours. Let me. Air Force the top ten team, man. Uh, can That's... we talk about? Can we talk about Ole Miss? Both of us have them at number nine. Yeah, I mean, I got to be completely honest. I don't. I. I. I feel like I am forcing myself to put them there. I really do feel but like I am. You texted me this weekend and said that you thought Ole Miss would beat Oklahoma. Wait, did I? Yeah, you might have been a little drunk. I wasn't. I don't. I don't remember texting you. Wasn't you that sent me that text? So, but I do think so that they're a top ten team. Here's the biggest misconception about Oklahoma about Ole Miss right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody had only looked or watched that Alabama game, and they and maybe LSU because of how high scoring it was. Joe, defensively, they're not a bad team at all. Like that. Yes, the LSU game. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. They they look like shit against LSU. A lot of teams that look like shit against LSU. Just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. Joe, they have a lot of these. Did you know that they were a top 20 teams at getting to the quarterback in sacks? Like, yeah. It, has done some good things yes. for them. Yes. I just think, I know we're, we're coming up on time here before we get to get to the next show. I, I just, I think that their defensive performances have come in advantageous situations for them to look better than they maybe are because they've played some bad teams. My reasoning for putting Ole Miss there, I think, is more telling of the fact that we're starting to really figure out there, there's maybe less parity than we think there is, and that Penn State being bumped from my top 10 and your top I'm 10 too. just shows that after that seven spot, it gets really, really weak, and I think in the next couple of weeks, it's going to start to get even weaker in that five to seven range. Agreed. Great show, buddy. Good show. All right, we'll see you. We're gonna have me and Joe are gonna talk about. It. We might need to come back either Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll talk to y'all then. Y'all have a good night. Peace. <laughs>